Thank you very much, Reverend Dennis. It's always a pleasure as worship with you any given time when um, I get the opportunity. And today I believe that the Lord again has gathered us to bring a word to us, a word in season. And um, during the second service, when we were singing uh, the hymn, you know, the word that this morning I was sharing with the church earlier on about mercy was connected with grace. And I always know that you can't speak about mercy without touching on grace. Amen. And um, I'll try as much as possible to bring the same word on the mercy as earlier in the morning. But Reverend Dennis, if you allow me, I'll just spend about five or ten minutes to link it up with grace as well. Because it is so, so important. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4, if we can, please. says, for we have not, uh, from verse 15 and through to 16. As a matter of fact, excuse me, let me start from verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Some versions will say receive mercy and find grace. So we receive mercy that somehow we always find grace. Amen. And I trust that the Lord himself will bring his word to us just as he wills. Amen. Shall we please pray? Jesus shall reign where the sun the sins of sin journeys round his kingdom stretch from shore to Till sun shall rise and set no more. Jesus shall Oh, 
speak your heart unto us. We came because of you, Lord. And in humbleness, we pray that your word will have an entrance into our hearts. And Lord, we pray that we also have the strength to live according to it. Let grace abound. Let mercy be shown unto us today. And Father, that you touch my lips, touch my mind. Let me speak your oracles and nothing else, O Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. In Luke chapter 18, from verse 35 through to 43, the scripture says, And it came to pass that as he was come nigher unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passed by. And he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they which went before rebuked him, that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much the more, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight, thy faith hath saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. So, in Hebrews chapter 4, as we read, we obtain mercy or receive mercy, but find grace. And it, it so happens that the man received, you know, his sight. And also, we see the connection in that he asked that the Lord should show him mercy. Earlier on, I was saying that the mercy of God is one of the most precious realities you know, in the world, one of the most revealing things in all the Bible and of the most tragically misunderstood truths about God. Many of us suspect that God perhaps shows mercy by accident or weakness. Sometimes even we think that it's because of our doings, because of how much we pray, how much, or many times we go to church, our academic prowess or our social standing where we were born, what school we went to, where we live, what kind of food we eat, and all these sort of things. To the extent that now, even in the house of God, we see many of us, or many of God's children, thinking that they have been able to obtain, or they are where they are, because of their connections, or their, 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 their know-how. But let me tell you something, it is God that establishes, and it is God that brings us to where we are in the sense that His mercy always meets us. And so at any given time, please, I want you to understand one thing, that God shows mercy and it is not by accident or weakness. He intentionally does that. And we read earlier on in Lamentations chapter 3, and I want us to do the same. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21 through to 23, if we can. Let's start from verse 21, please, if we can. It says, This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. Then he says, 
it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And I said that before I went to sleep yesterday. Before you went to sleep yesterday. The whole of yesterday, the whole of last week, the whole of last month. There are certain mercies that came your way. As a matter of fact, yesterday God's mercies came to you in several forms. The sad thing is that sometimes we don't take notice of them. But this morning, I want you to know one thing. That when you woke up, it is the same mercy, or let me put it this way rather. A mercy may be higher and greater than the mercy that you received last week and yesterday and last month. You know why? Because God knows that today's challenges, today's need, today's problems may be higher. And so yesterday's even mercies may not meet today's challenges. And so scripture says they are new what? Every morning. Every morning. Because he knows that your challenges today will be totally different from that of yesterday. There are some of us that received some challenges um, last week that was totally different from that which you received about a month ago. But it took the grace of God and the mercy of God to take you through it. Amen? And so, we, we, we got to come to a place to understand that it is not because of who we are and what we think sometimes we can do. Because if you look at the definition or uh, the synonyms of, of mercy from the Hebrew and the Greek, the only way in which you can put it together is this, that it is the action that helps the helpless. The action that helps the helpless. And I can assure you that in, in, in every day of our lives, in most cases, we are so helpless in life that it is only God's mercy that brings us thus far. Hallelujah. It is only His mercy, His forgiveness and com, you know, com, you know, compassion that, that always is towards us, that gives us the grace to be able to stand. That even in certain circumstances, I believe that there are some of us, if you be truthful to yourself today, because of last week, because of yesterday, there are some things that you should have been punished and harmed, if I would say, even by God or by someone else. But somehow God's message just stood in the way that you will be set free. Hallelujah. Amen. Mercy does not come to man or to a particular man because of something he has done. It is of the law. In Romans chapter 9, Romans chapter 9, verse 15 and 16, Romans 9, 15 and 16 says, For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Verse 16 says, So then it is not of him that will it. Let's pause there. It is not because you, you will. It is not because of what you have done. It is not because of, of, of anything, but it is it's of God. That's why it says, not of him that even runneth, but of God that does what? Shows mercy. Hallelujah. It is God, God and God alone. And so in Luke chapter 18, the scripture that we just read, there was this man who sat by the, I'm sure by the roadside, as um, uh, you know, we, we can uh, uh, really understand from, from the way and manner we see sometimes people sitting by the roadside asking for arms or wherever that he was. But they came now unto Jericho and there was this man that sat by the wayside begging. 
And scripture says that, and hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passes by. It's amazing. Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. But in Nazareth, we all know that even um, Philip, when he was having, a, having an encounter with Nathaniel, was saying that will anything good come from, uh, from uh, Nazareth? So sometimes there are places or situations in which we find ourselves that we think that help may not come or God may not come through for us. But this man who was sat by the roadside knew that that was an opportunity for God to be able to reach out unto him. And so to the people, it was Jesus of Nazareth passing by. But by, by, by all standards, this man, when he sat down, knew that that was an opportunity to tap into the messianic name of the Lord. And so he cried out by saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And for me, what thrills me is the fact that this man, when he sat down there, although we all knew from what, when the Lord asked him what he needed and said that he needed his sight, this man first tapped into the messianic name and said, and have mercy on me. Because healing, before healing is released, he knew that the mercy of God that has power needed to come his way first. And so he touched into that messianic name that Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And um, I always will look at this and also look at Genesis chapter 3 and verse 24. This scripture, Genesis 3, 24, says, So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims. Cherubims were all, are one of the powerful angels or beings that, you know, brings judgment. Anytime God wants judgment to be brought, these cherubims, are, that is their the function, alright? But yet, these cherubims were brought at the Garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life so that there was no way man would be able to go back in there. Because they had brought judgment and man had sinned. But through it all, when it came to the time in Exodus chapter 25, when Moses was being asked to, you know, erect the tabernacle, God did something that amazes me. And let's read, please, if we may, Exodus chapter 25 from verse 16. Exodus 25 from verse 16. And thou shalt put into the ark the testimony which I shall give thee. And thou shalt make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof. And thou shalt make two cherubims of gold, of beating work shalt thou make them in the two ends of the mercy seat. And make one cherub on the one side and the other cherub on the, on the other end, even of the mercy seat shall ye make the cherubims on the two ends thereof. And the cherubim shall stretch forth their wings on high, covering the mercy seat with their wings, and their faces shall look unto one another toward the mercy seat shall the faces of the cherubims be. And thou shalt put the mercy seat above the ark, and in the ark thou shalt put the testimony that I shall give thee. 22 says, And there I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat. God will meet with us at the mercy seat 
and commune with us where are the mercy seats from between the two cherubims. But remember in Genesis 3, these were the same beings that were supposed to guard the garden so that no one could be able to get there because they were bringing judgment. But in this instance, we find out, we, 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 are, we, are, we are reading right now that they were between, from between the two cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things which I'll give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. And later on, if you read Hebrews, and even in, in the book of uh, 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 Exodus, we find out that even as they were looking at the mercy seat and all their faces were looking at each other, the blood that was placed on the mercy seat, this is what it indicates, just as the blood of Christ has also done for us. That at any given time, when God knew that I don't deserve the mercy, at any given time, when judgment was supposed to come on my way, at any given time, when something, a harm or what of you, needed to come my way, although earlier on there were beings that were bringing judgment, at this point, as they look, they look towards the mercy seat, the blood sustained me. And I'm talking of me. Hallelujah. Anytime God maybe needed to strike me, anytime God needed to bring a harm my way, or anything needed to come my way, the Bible said, the mercy seat, as the cherubims look, God remembers that. And he says, I'll meet you there, and I'll speak from above. And God speaks to us because of the blood. The cause of the blood of Christ in Hebrews, that also was sprinkled, that you and I will be set free. And this man, knowing what the blood indicates and what the messianic name can bring unto him, knew that he can only call upon Jesus, that even if there is judgment, if there is any harm, if whatever his situation was, he needed to call upon God, that the mercy of the Lord said, Lord, have mercy. David, Jesus, the son of David, do what? Have mercy on me. Mercy needed to come his way. And I'm saying that the value of the mercy seat, as we read earlier on, the mercy seat was made of gold. But the value of the mercy seat was, was not dependent upon the gold. What I'm trying to let you understand here is this. It is not your works. It is not any other thing that you do that you think by so doing, God shows mercy. Because he intentionally shows mercy because of the blood. He intentionally shows mercy because he decides to do that. That he says, I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Hallelujah. The value came from the blood that was placed on it. The cherubim gathered the entry. And by whatever means that we think that it is, we, we come to the place whereby it is, we, we, we begin to think that it's because of us where we went to school. It is not because you jog every morning. It is not because you go to the gym every morning. 
It is not because you go to the best shopping mall to buy your food. And maybe you don't go to some other places. It is not because of where you live. It is not because of any of those things. Because there are people who live maybe or eat and do all these exercises more than you do. But today, today as I speak, I can assure you that maybe health-wise or even in life, they are not where you are. And it is God that has brought that message through to you. Hallelujah. It is God. A few years ago, I'm talking of maybe about 20, 22, 23 years ago, I've just thought about this and I need to share this with you. I, I was working in the city of London and I came out of the tube. And just when I came out of the tube, I saw this elderly Englishman who was searching for food from the, the, uh, from the beans. Just when I came out of the tube and my office was just not far from the tube station. And I was walking into the office and here was an Obo boy, you know, heading a department. A boy from Ghana, Obo heading a department. And a, an Englishman searching for food from the bean. I stood by the office door and I looked up and said, God, this is by your grace. This is by your mercy. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? A short while, you know, ago, um, I think I, I sent the, 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 well, the what it attests to my senior brother. And there was this award service that was going about three weeks or a month ago. And it was held at one of the very top London um, uh, uh, um, hotels that people from the health service have all been invited for an award, you know, of which, you know, I was, you know, nominated for all that. And as I sat down in the, in the, in the place, the room was filled with 99.9999%, you know, white people. I sent a test to my, my, my wife and children. I said, I'm sat down here, but I look foreign in my own land. Because I was the only black person sitting out there. And I just said, what is going on? This is not right. Because we have black people there. We have black people doing well. And the children, the young ones are coming up. But although I was part of the, nom- the, 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 the nominees, and I sat down there for an award, I was still not, you know, somehow pleased with it myself. Because I felt that, where are my brothers and sisters? Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And I just realized that this is just not because, Alfred, because of anything I'm good at. It is not because of anything I can do best. But it has just purely been the mercy and the grace of God that someone like me can also be even nominated in the first place. Brethren, which I don't take these things for granted. When you do well in life, when you, your marriage, because people are praying, as I speak right now, I believe someone may be breaking a 21-day fast, a 3-day dry fast, a 40-day fast, you name it, praying for a husband or a wife. And sometimes we get a wife or a husband and we talk down at them, at them as if that we got them because of who we are. It is just by God's grace. There are people who are going for IVF and all sorts for just one child. But sometimes we can appreciate God for what God has given us. Sometimes people are just right 
praying for God to bring them a morsel of food. But we have food on our table and we can't even stop for a second to thank God before we eat it. Brethren, I'm trying to let us understand one thing. That it is by His mercies. His mercies. Only His mercies that we are where we are. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. It is not, it is not the, the gold that brought value to the message. It was what? The blood. And so as he cried out for Jesus, thou son of David, something happened. The Bible said Jesus stood still and said, what can I do for you? And of course, he then said that I may receive my sight. And immediately, the Bible says that he received his sight. And then he began praising God and those that were around. But the reason why I want to connect um, mercy and grace is that just after that chapter, chapter 18, when you come to verse 43, the last part, now we come to chapter 19. Earlier on in chapter 18, we are told that he was getting now through to, Jer- to Jericho. But in chapter 19, verse 1, he says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. We are looking at two case studies here. One, mercy, and I'm linking up with grace. And I want us to catch why. As he drew near to Jericho, mercy was exhibited. But as he came, chapter 19, grace, and I'm going to show you why. From verse 2, I'm sure you all know of the account from verse 2 to verse 10 about Zacchaeus. Because some of us, we had classmates that sometimes we gave names as Zacchaeus and the rest. And we, 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 we say all sort of things about Zacchaeus. But there is one thing I have found about Zacchaeus that is linked with grace and mercy that thrills my heart. This, the Bible, this man, we are told that was not just a, a, task, a, a, a task collector, but he was a chief task collector. He was also very rich. Amen. Verse 2 says, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. Have you seen that this man was the chief of the tax collectors? He was rich, but when he needed grace, all those things could not help him. Maybe all those connections that he had could not help him. And whatever thing that he might have, you know, found himself so much engrossed in in life could not help him. And the Bible said that as much as he wanted to have a glimpse of Jesus, he knew one thing. He knew that he needed to climb the sycamore tree. Now, one thing in verse 3 is this, that he could not, because of the people, Because he was of little stature. That obstacle didn't stop him, however, from climbing the tree. He was short in stature. He identified his shortcoming. And most of the times, we don't identify our shortcomings. He identified his personality, you know, and his disadvantage in that sense. And then he decided to climb a sycamore tree. No matter what, although he was little... The sycamore tree, as long as he climbed it, could give him a bit of a height. And you always need to be able to locate 
where the grace of God, where the blessing of God is, in order for you to be able to have a glimpse of the heavens. Hallelujah. This man didn't want Jesus to pass by. He needed the presence of God, but he knew that his location was key. And so he had to climb the sycamore tree. The people, sometimes we have those who may be grumbling when we are trying to find the grace and the mercy of God reaching out to us like the man, when he was crying unto Jesus, they told him to keep quiet. But he shouted at the more. He, shout out, uh, he shouted out the more. And in, in Zacchaeus' instance, he decided to climb the sycamore tree. It doesn't matter what people will say. As a rich man, I'm sure at that point, he needed the grace of God. It didn't matter what people will say. It didn't matter what, how people will look at him. Amen. He climbed that tree. Watch this. Watch this. The name of Zacchaeus means a a clean man or a clean person or someone that is pure. But you and I can know one thing. That Zacchaeus, by his standard and the way and manner he had lived, there was nothing clean about him. There was nothing pure about him. And everything that anyone would say about him would have been insults and all sorts. But this man climbed that tree, and as he climbed that tree, we are told that Jesus stood and called his name. Amen? And that name, as Zacchaeus' name was mentioned, it freed him to release himself from greed, guilt, etc. To release things that he had stolen, how he had cheated people over the years. And true repentance had come. And it's only the grace of God that can be able to meet up with you in order for true repentance to come your way. Hallelujah. It released him to be able to experience Colossians 1.13. That the power that held him in the past, that caused him to do all the evil things that he might have done, the powers that held him to live a life that was not worthy of God, when grace comes your way, when grace comes your way, it helps you, it releases you, it strengthens you, and it gives you the enablement to be able to do the things that you couldn't do in the past. Hallelujah. He had no power in himself to do what he did, except to be released through the of the Lord. And as the Lord called him, He came to the place that he realized that even if it was within him to have reached out to the people and give back to them all that he might have stolen and the evil things that he might have done, he couldn't have done it but grace, but grace and grace. Let me tell you something. As we walk with the Lord, mercy and grace. Mercy. We receive mercy. Hallelujah. And grace gives us the power to be able to live right and live true repentance. And also breaks anything that holds us in order for us to be able to have the liberty to walk in him. Zacchaeus had a new encounter. And I'm sure that over the years, his mother might have called him. The neighbors might have called him. His workmates might have called him. But at the, moment, at the mention of his name, Zacchaeus. Now it was not a tax collector who was a corn man being mentioned. But the moment Zacchaeus was mentioned... It brought true meaning to his name. A pure man, a clean man, a holy person. Hallelujah. Most of us have lived lives that in the past maybe nobody would have come near to us. There are certain things that we've gone through in life that people would have just walked past. But because of the, of the Lord, that brought us for us to be able to meet grace. 
to set us free, to come to the place in which we can be able to walk in their dimensions and, and in alignment with what God expects of us. We wouldn't and couldn't have done that. And that is why we need to appreciate the mercy of God and the grace of God. It is by His grace and His mercies that we are where we are. Next time when you stand, next time when you sit, next time when you wake up, please remember one thing, that it's just by His mercy. It is just by His grace. It is all about Him and none about us. And when you come to appreciate that, He will give you the strength to do what you need to do. But remember that every strength and every grace that comes your way to be able to break through and be able to live right as a child of God in righteousness and in holiness, it is simply because of what He did. Hallelujah. Mercy. The mercy of God and the grace of God. It is all linked in such a way that He was coming now to Jericho and He passed through Jericho. Mercy brought the blind man to healing. Zacchaeus was relieved to be able to come to a place whereby the Lord could be with him in his house. I pray today, if you are worshipping with us, and this may be the first time that maybe you are hearing the word in such a way that you like to give your life to Jesus, that grace, that grace, that grace, that mercy that met many of us at the cross, I pray that that same will also reach out to you. Listen to me, child of God. It is time for us believers to come to a place that we are where we are and we are who we are because of Him. We have attained, if we will put it in inverted commas, if we have, only if we have, just by His grace and not because of you. It is by His mercies that we stand. It is by His mercies that we are able to walk around and do the things that He needs, uh, we do. And so church, Today, I want you to really be able to fuse these two words together. Mercy and grace. Mercy and grace. That every point in time in your life, when you feel like talking back at people, when you feel like doing, stretching out your muscles and doing all that you need to do, please stand for a moment. Please sit for a moment. Please lie down for a moment. And rely, I mean, remember that it is by the mercy of God, mercy of God, that you are where you are. Sometimes you can come from the same womb. The same mother may give birth to you. But you look at the other person and you look at the other person and you realize that something is different. Something is different. And it's simply because of God's mercy and God's grace. We are quick to say that it's because of X, Y, Z. But God in his own wisdom, the sovereign God knows what he does. Church, let us remember and be humble in life and know that at any given instance, at any given chance in our lives, if you are able to exceed and break through, then it's simply because, like Zacchaeus, the, the grace of God reached out to him. And like the blind man, which in, in some of the other, you know, uh, 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 Gospels, talks about the fact that he was uh, 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 Bartimaeus, then you can also know that it is only mercy, mercy, that came his way. Hallelujah. May God cause us. May God cause each and every one of us at any given time in our lives to realize that it is just by His mercy that we are where we are. It is just by His grace. Next time, as I say, just, just remember, remember when pride begins to well up within you, just stop for a moment and say that had it not been the mercy of God, I wouldn't be where we are.
I, I, I am, and you will know how to be able to appreciate and give God praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Shall we please bow down our heads, if we may? Otina hingwa, krun krunu swo, inanone, yehoasem, surabofutu, jumsem, krun krun, minyanume, krun krun,
His real name meant pure, clean. But because of his choices of life, others might have been calling him and seeing him and talking to him anyhow. But when the Lord mentioned that name, Zacchaeus again, it brought meaning to him. To the extent that the scripture said that he stood. And I want you to stand again in life. Maybe because of the choices of life. You may come to church all the time. But your choices in life daily causes you to let your head droop. But this is the time that you hear your name once more mentioned by the Lord. That will bring meaning to you in order for you to stand in His presence. That mercy and grace. You find me- you receive mercy and find grace in time of your need. In time of my need. May God Himself bless and keep us. That every day of your life you remember one thing. That is by His mercies that we are not consumed. And His grace that has brought us thus far. God bless you. Amen.